When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. I'm Andrew O'Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Hello, hello. Oh, historic. That's how I feel right now. What a week. I know. It's been quite a week. There's been a lot happening. I know. Eve. So much going on. Mainly, I think, in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> historic for other people, but let's be honest, we have been driving the length and breadth of the world. Exactly. Doing shows for people that are, you know, very interested. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe the Queen is dead. I know. No, actually, you know, it's so funny because uh, over the years you keep waiting for that. And then actually I thought because she saw Boris and Liz, <laughs> she seemed grand. <laughs> she looked a bit fragile, I thought. And then there was the purple hand thing. I don't know if you've seen well, that. it was the purple hand and there was like the bloodshot eyes. Yeah, I now, was a bit I thought surprised. she'd been at the gin or she's on her last. <laughs> and she's fond of it, like she was fond of a tipple. I had a pencil case. I was thinking about this. I had a pencil case when I was in my first year. Okay. And it was like, it was supposed to look like a wall with graffiti on it. And like one of the things that was written on the wall was coming soon, the king and die. So that's how long we've been anticipating that woman. <laughs> probably just about. Yeah, she was probably even before that I had that pencil case. Yeah, I was going to say they were just about it from my sister. You inherited. It was a hand me down. <laughs> and she was younger than me. It was a hand me up. Did you did you cover it when she had it? Oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> um, the king and die. So tell us where were you? Oh gosh, when you got the news? Do you know what I was? I was actually in my car, uh, driving, and actually, uh, just take a second here. What exact day was it? <laughs> <laughs> now that I think this about is. it, now that I think about it, no, you're right. Actually, I'll never forget where I was. No, it was on Thursday. It was on Thursday. So I, I remember. I remember being surprised because uh, it all seemed to be kicking off. I was driving from Carrick Fergus to Tralee. Isn't that? Well, it was, was Thursday, wasn't it? I'm yeah. Right. I, can't, I should was have it, checked that before I came in. It's a whole. Was it Thursday? Did I put out the bins? Clearly, <laughs> the patches are not working. Anyway, so the thing is, uh, I was in the car driving from Carrick Fergus to Tralee, which is quite a journey. And and quite a lot happened in that time. <laughs> I literally, I dropped my husband to the airport 
uh, my husband and my son because they were going to see Manchester United play and this is like th- this oh. is one of these Christmas presents that was bought from we'll get you a ticket for uh, you know the, my son yeah, yeah. very kindly bought him a ticket for because he's a big Man United fan so very exciting for them cost me about 450 quid by the time I sent them up there <laughs> But actually, really exciting. So I dropped them off at the airport in the morning and in Belfast and then started driving down the road and it all started kicking off. And I remember texting him saying, is the match going ahead? Yeah, did the match go ahead? Yes, it did. We were worried about the gig. Yeah. Because we had a gig in Chester and then we had a gig in Liverpool and then we were in Bristol. Like on the way, we were getting texts going, it won't go ahead, it won't go ahead. And we were kind of going, well, we're still going because like we, the hotels are booked. We'll just... Let's let's just say we're doing it. We arrived at the theatre and it was a Queen's Theatre. Yeah. And the rules of, it's called Operation, what was it? There was a name London on Bridge. It. London Bridge. Operation London Bridge. No, no. And according to those rules, if the Queen died before four o'clock, the National Theatre would close. But it doesn't say anything about any other theatres. No, but the, I think people just took it as a reason not to do half the stuff. I know, I really think so. Because, I mean, we did the show and it was a Queen's Theatre and somebody went on stage and read a statement from the theatre. Oh. And the thing is, we were told, because when we did our sound check at about six o'clock, right? Yeah. We were told that if the Queen dies, they have to go on stage and read the statement. But, so we can choose to do the show, we can choose not to do the show. But we had to be aware that if they were notified that of the death of the Queen, that they had, had to, to stop the show and they had to go on stage and then to read the statement. Not exactly the, the vibe not you want. Not In the middle of a comedy segment, maybe not so much. Well, yeah. we like we were kind of work, trying to work it out. Like we reckoned that I was probably pretty safe because that was the first half an hour. <laughs> but we reckoned that if it was going to happen, it would probably be Joanne that would be interrupted. Yes, of course. That we come up with the joke that when it was finished and she was restarting, she'd say, oh my God, I can't believe Girl's dad, he looks so well when he did, <laughs> so, did his bit. Like, so we reckon that would be the joke that would get her back in. Okay. But it turned out then they just read the statements before it and she was already dead. I mean, I was going Very to, convenient for us. To be fair, I was going to carry nobody was cancelling Anthony down there. As a matter of fact, there wasn't even in the, because we stayed in the Rose Hotel, which was really lovely, but they only have RTE in there <laughs> or Virgin. That's it. There was no BBC. There was no nothing. You know, if you wanted to see anything, you had to kind of Google it later. Yeah. It was like, it was like a, a secondary headline. I thought what was interesting was uh, the BBC... They were all wearing black and they yeah. were all talking in this very somber very voice. Serious. But they were saying things like, do not speculate. You can't speculate about what's going on. It's wrong to speculate. But all the while, like, oh, the- they were speculating wildly. <laughs> I read that actually they they had to have those black suits on hand for years. They were always oh. had black suits there in case the, the Queen dies. No way. Ah. Had- don't tell me you didn't Google Operation London Bridge. I didn't. Oh I actually God. didn't. The I just heard about it. it. Oh my God. The world. I watched the video. There was a video on YouTube. It's hilarious. And it, it's very serious the way they talk about the timeline and what's actually going to happen. You know, it, it, it it's a very historic moment. But we were talking about it actually and everybody was saying, eh, it's the Queen, you know. I said, no, actually, this is very historic because this is quite a pivotal moment for lots of things. You know, for instance, oh, completely, yeah. you know, because people have been anticipating how Charlie's going to take over. Now, oh. obviously, I have to be nice to him now. Oh, here, I was driving up the road yesterday and he was coming into Northern Ireland. You know the way he came to Northern Oh, yeah, Ireland? yeah, yeah. So I was driving up the road and we're approaching Hillsborough and there was people out, out of their cars all along the line. And I said, what the hell is wrong with those people? 
And then I realized it, the cavalcade went by. I saw his hand. I saw his hand. Ah. I waved back at him. I think that might probably help. Did you wave or you were, uh, were you just at the stop beeping? Come no. on, come on. <laughs> I did the, you know, the royal wave. You're not, only the people who subscribe are seeing the type of wave I'm doing. You know, the actual royal wave where the, it's kind of more of a twist of the hand. A twist of the wrist. <laughs> a twist of the wrist. And did you see he's, he's been a bit cranky? Stops his mother for God's sake! I don't care what age you are. I right? know, yeah, it's and very I don't harsh. care what it is. And not only that, he has just lost his mother. Yeah, I'm sorry. His speech was beautiful. I, whether yeah. you like him or not, I think there was real heart in what he said. He, he clearly intends to be the monarch that people want him to be. They're all going to have opinions on it, and you know, for for a man who's been kind of strong about his convictions for a long time and people have made their own minds up about who he is the whole time and he's never had any time to really prove anything else. I think it'll be very interesting. To be to be honest, he's like in the 70s, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> we're all looking like, at William. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, when you get used to a certain amount of treatment. Oh, my God. And he changed that. I mean, I know that from travelling with you. I you know, like you go in, <laughs> you go into a venue and people are like, well, Linda is actually going to close the show. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're backhanded across the face. <laughs> like, it's what she's expected. It's like, it's what the treatment she's used to. <laughs> Do not speak that name in front of me. Yeah. No, no, no. The, I know it's a funny thing. You know, it, you just get used to it. As a royal, he would not be expected to do a lot of things. If he suddenly started doing basic things like moving chairs and all that, people would be going, what the hell is the king doing I that know, for? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, does, it, it diminishes the monarchy. Uh, well, I don't know if it does, but the point is, it, it would be odd. I think he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. He's just lost his ma. And, I know. And it whatever is, else you sad. think about him, he did love his mum and she loved him. And that's the truth. The other thing is that he only lost his, lost his dad last year. You know, it's not that long since he lost his You're dad. You're the first person that said that. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. It's a lot. It's a lot to lose in one. And even even if they're that age, even if it's a yeah. natural thing, it's still, even if you know they're not well, it's a shock. And king or no, doesn't mean they're not going to feel it. The thing about the monarchy is that all of this stuff gets thrown oh. on you at the worst time in your life. Oh, it does even, and we're only deciding whether we're going to sing what hymn. Do you know what I mean? Or, oh, or yeah. are they going or to? Or who's doing a prayer of the yeah, faithful? Yeah, and, and, and you know, who's going to fall out if they don't do the, the eulogy? And in between that, now he has to go around and appease all the heads of state. And then he'll be expected to be very controlled and lovely in that manner. But then they'll be raging with him if he doesn't show enough emotion. They're, they're... I know, yeah, he's kind of, he can't win. What are your thoughts on Meghan Markle? We've never discussed this. No, no, we haven't. And I, I'm not a, a massive fan. Go on. Are we seeing a chink in the Neve Cavanaugh? No, armor? no, I'm not a massive fan. I have no real opinion, whatever, 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 whatever. But actually, there's no way that girl didn't know what she was mar marrying into. Did you, have you listened to our podcast? Not even remotely interested. Only well, I, one, listen to, I listen to the podcast. Only one podcast I'm interested in listening to. Ah, Neve. <laughs> and it's fascinating. That's it, obviously. Ah. <laughs> I don't even listen to ours. It's interesting about her podcast, right? She had Mariah Carey on. Mariah? Talking about being a... Yeah, Mariah Carey. But to say she made that about herself. <laughs> okay. Like, it's very polished. It's not like our podcast means. No. No. Like, what are you saying? Like, Megan goes in Megan goes in, and she re-records the questions. Like, it was so funny because you heard her talking to Mariah normally. And then you heard her very breathily asking a very serious question that it, she was obviously reading and overdubbing to fit the answer that Mariah had given. <laughs> You know, she's only starting. We're a year in. <laughs> and you've been podcasting Don't worry, before. Megan, you'll catch up. Yeah, yeah. You'll catch up. <laughs> Apparently it was the number one podcast in the world. Well, yeah, okay. But you know what I didn't like, right? Now, I have to say, I do like, I, I like Meghan Markle, but I like her 
in a way that I'm well aware she wants to be Oprah. Oh yeah, I no. think she's repositioning herself. I have actually as... no problem with Megan. I, I I'm not overly keen on her, but yeah, I don't walking that back. Maybe. I'm not that sure. No, but I, to be honest with you, she doesn't affect my life, so I actually don't. Have, <laughs> you know, she doesn't. Unless she suddenly rings me up she's for an not interview, rapping on your door, going, "Nevi, no. move that car, please." No. <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was a controversial choice to launch a podcast on the 25th anniversary of Diana. Yeah. No, that's that's I thought that was that says a lot about someone, right? <laughs> like and I thought what was interesting was that all of the people around her were like, Megan, would you <laughs> She could have done the, it any time. Would you go the following week? <laughs> it's kinda sad that she married Prince Charles's son. Right. And it's like, how has your life changed since? It's like, well, I've got a podcast. <laughs> she could have had so much more. <laughs> who was there for Megan or who was there for Mariah? You're right. Now, Mariah is, you know, whatever you think about Mariah, she is like beloved. She is beloved. But you know what I think about Mariah? What do you think? Right. These are my thoughts. I think Mariah might be a bit crusty. (laughs) I think like if Mariah took her shoes off now, you'd be opening the window. Oh, yeah. There's something a bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. know I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) She's not as polished as. I always yeah. think that about her. I, I, like, you know, when you see her and you're like, that's a dry shampoo look. I just, I think that there's a veneer of soul shampoos. But she, even in that podcast, like talking to whatever her name was, Megan, she was talking about how like she was wearing the dress that she'd worn the night before because she fell asleep in it. And I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. yeah. Come on. Get up, have surely, a shower. Surely she has people to put her into clean things. No. At the very least. Uh, like, like, now, Meghan Markle, obviously, because she's quite classy, like she couldn't ask the question we were all asking, which was, Mariah, did you go asleep or did you pass out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ask, ask what the people want to hear, I Meghan. know, I know. But here, you know, let's bring it back into the fact that after that, she has to come home now. And they were always scheduled to come to the UK, which is interesting. Okay. They were only here because they were here. Oh, right. Oh, they were here anyway. Yeah. So, in other words, Harry and Meghan, right? They were due to do some sort of press thing here. For his book? So, yeah. Uh, no, it was not his book. It was for some other thing that they were doing. But they were meant to be here for some charitable things or something they were doing. And so they were anticipating them coming over. And then the Queen dies. Like I know. You know. And the media are, go- are really going to try and spin it that, you know, it was the book and the Queen was so upset about the book. Yeah. Well, the book's like, not out yet. It, they'd be more upset about the interview your woman had again bashing them again but what about Prince Andrew oh <laughs> he's not writing books like about it like the book like <laughs> he's not writing books about, about it she's a book her grandson's writing but then it's Prince Andrew sitting there in the corner after hawking 12 million quid <laughs> of the taxpayer's money <laughs> to pay for well we all know what he was yeah, let's just leave it there yeah <laughs> and then there's Prince William that apparently allegedly do you remember he was I like, won't believe I won't believe a word you say against him Apparently Prince William <laughs> What? Apparently Prince William likes things that he doesn't get at home. Okay, so like it, are we talking about things that we hang clothes with on a line? Yeah. Pe- <laughs> Nick, I'm astonished that you know about Pegan. I know about Pegan. I know it's nothing to do with putting on a line, right? I know about that. There isn't a wo- person in the world who after that headline came up didn't go, I wonder what that is. Listen, thank God for Urban Dictionary <laughs> would be all effect otherwise. You have to keep in touch with what's happening. I won't believe it. Yeah, I don't you're care. Right, Neve. I don't care whether it's true or not. To be honest, yeah. I don't look at that, them. I don't think that would be something he would get at home. Like, I, like Kate Middleton, <laughs> she's tiny little hips. <laughs> <laughs>
I can show myself at so many funerals. Oh, did you? Like, firstly, right, mm. I I find it tough to talk to people when they're upset. I never know what to say. <laughs> like, I, I really, like, I absolutely lose myself. Like, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I say the most stupid things. <laughs> like, absolutely stupid things. Have you any examples? Oh, a million. <laughs> you know the way they always say, like, you know when you see a body, uh-huh. right, they always go, and I always, I always go she looked great yeah that's what I'll say. she looked great she looked great she looked brilliant she looked fantastic and then all of a sudden it's like she looked absolutely brilliant now I've never seen her look better and I'm just like girl stop just like engage the brain <laughs> the woman's dead because I just <laughs> instead of shutting up I just feel like I'll just keep talking and if I keep talking then we won't yeah but you're not alone oh, there we're so all bad. a bit like that now I'm not going to lie so bad. Do you know the worst one? My yeah. worst one ever. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was at a funeral. It was an incredibly sad funeral. It was an awful, tragic funeral, right? And I... <laughs> in Ireland, right? You know the way they do the removal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, the one... Which is... Because there's enough rules. In Ireland, it's basically... It's like a little ceremony in the church the night before. So they bring the body to the church, usually. To the church. And usually, if you're not related to them, that's the time... That's your opportunity to go to a less formal situation. Yes. So you're not as committed. You go to this thing, you say a few novenas or whatever, a few pairs, and then you give your condolences. And actually, it's a probably easier one than, than yeah, the actual than the funeral. Yeah, the big funeral, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what happens at the end of that is, right, you have to queue up and shake hands with oh. the family, right? Which is just... Horrendous. Awful, right? And uh, do you know what the worst thing in the world that can happen in that queue is you get stuck behind a hugger. Oh. Because what happens is, right, when they're hugging the first one, you know, the first one, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. And you're standing there waiting to do your, offer your condolences. You're waiting to go and you're like, oh, it's a hugger. And then when they're doing number two, you're stuck face to face, eyeballing number one. Uh-huh. And you're waiting for their hug to finish so that you can move on. So you go, I'm very, very sorry. And you're dead waiting. air. Dead if, air. If, if you're anything like me, you have to say something. And I always say something. I, always I know, say the wrong thing. I know. And I actually, <laughs> I, know. I will oh, never it's... forget it. Oh I actually my gosh. said, any news? You did not. <laughs> I said. Any news? So if any news. I was just like, and I heard it and I was like, oh God. God. I know. I know. You said any news in a fucking morning line. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I never forgot it. It's one of those things, you know, like where you just, you know, like something happens oh. and then every so often years later, you get this like electric shock. No, oh, I know. When you're just like cleaning the bathroom. You're like, I oh, just, good oh, God, I said that. I said that. <laughs> I go to funerals lacking information. Like what? Like I will go to a funeral and then be like, where, where's the burial? Where's the, what, where are we going afterwards? What's uh, like, I all... never know what the details are. <laughs> Until you get there. And I swear to God, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> one of my friends, her dad died. Oh. And I went to the mass and then I went to three different burials. Because <laughs> you didn't just, know where it was. I just made the assumption that yep. it was Glasnevin Cemetery and I went and I was like, oh, this must be it. Here's a funeral. And I went, no, it wasn't. But I did all the prayers. But the thing was, you rush up and you're like, that's where it is. That's all. I'm here now, I'm here now, Grant. And then all the people form and you're like at the front <laughs> and then you're like, Margaret, who the... Who's <laughs> but you're at the front so you can't leave. Because it's like right behind you, you can't be like, Margaret, actually, that... I never liked the woman. <laughs> but, I went to three of them in Glasnevin and <laughs> then realised that he was getting buried in Dean's Grange. Oh, so. I wasn't even in the right place. <laughs> We're still in very murky territory. I know, I know. Actually, do you know, I spent a lot of time singing at funerals when I was young. 
in school, uh, in secondary school especially, because obviously I was a lovely singer and back in the day doing all the nice songs and I sang Ave Maria very well. But I kept oh. getting taken out of class to sing at the old funeral, the old nuns funerals in in Cabra. I'll never forget it. Uh, I think because they used to say I was very emotional about it all, but actually I'm allergic to incense. So uh, <laughs> my, eye- <laughs> my eyes used to my eyes used to stream. So you used to sniffle. Oh my god, it was like, so like that poor child. Streaming. She's very connected to the eyes order. Streaming. <laughs> I know. I did. I did sing a lot, but actually, you know, ever since then, the funerals I sing at are for friends and family, and they're always quite difficult. I, you know. Yeah. And people always say, "How do you do it?" Because no said, fee. No. <laughs> Do you know? Do you want to? It's nice for me. I like. I like. Would you sing it. at my funeral? What would you sing? Well, uh, you know, things would be very bad. I'd probably be about one hundred and six uh, by then. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be very. You don't mind a bit of a brat, or do you? Have in your eyes. <laughs> in <laughs> origi- the original, original key, please. <laughs> original backing track. So we are talking about awkward family events, right? Because <laughs> which if there, is there going to be anything more awkward than, than the royal funeral? <laughs> Who do you think is singing? Oh, well, Sonia sang "God Save the King" at, in Ipswich. Jesus, you work Sonia into anything? I, I saw it on Instagram. God. She did a lovely job. She <laughs> I'm did sure a lovely she did. Job. I have no doubt she job. did. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen anyone sing "God Save the King," and she, yeah, she sang it. God, my, like my mom, my mom's very upset about the Queen. She's really upset. Yeah, no. God, now she was very upset about Di. She lit a candle for Di. Yeah, I mean, she lit a candle on the first day, but three days later, <laughs> she was over. <laughs> the house was ready for Di to come and lie in state, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we did is we asked you to get in touch with your awkward family events and, okay. how to, and how to survive them. Again, lots of people got in touch. Oh, they really um, did. So we've got one here from Tara and she says, with awkward family events, stay sober and drive home. Pretend you have something on and that you have to leave. Oh my God. Uh, or catch COVID. That's what I said on New Year's. And that's what I said for New Year's. And then I call it a week later. Yeah, well, that's karma. <laughs> but I do think it's good if you're going to awkward family events. Like, it's always good to have an out and to set that out up. Yeah, but immediately. look. I know if I have a family event to go to that I'm not 100% on. Yeah. I'll always have a gig. <laughs> I was like, I have to go. I can't believe you said that on real world. They don't really? listen. Do you think ah. do you think my family listens to this? <laughs> no. So Joanne says, my estranged brother turned up to the, my other brother's wedding. So that's fair enough. Uh, this is the one that's less estranged, probably. Um, got locked and told my mother he had a child she will never meet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And left the table and proceeded to shag the bridesmaid in the photo booth. And, and the probably photo create, booth? I know. Create another child that she'll never meet. <laughs> And not only that, the child will have a photo of its conception. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joanne, that's oh an interesting... Oh, my God. Claire says, boyfriend's first time meeting my mum was at my granddad's wake and he shouts, enjoy your evening. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a phone call that my granny passed away while on a first date with my fella. Right. My mother insisted he drive me home in my own car in case I was too upset. Then he had to make his own way home. Oh, bless. Ah, that's very cute. Though. That is very cute. Is he, and and is he still? I wonder. I wonder if he's still, still there. there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I never know. Uh, okay, oh. so Kate says, a woman in my office walked into the wrong wake, realized too late, shook everyone's hand, signed the book, 
and said a prayer in front of the stranger's body while everyone looked on. <laughs> she committed to that. You see, yeah. I, I totally understand that. I Double would, down. I would absolutely do exactly the same thing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you're at a burial. I took a rose and everything and threw it in. <laughs> <laughs> you're here now, garage. Yeah. Double down. <laughs> <laughs> Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am going to be going on tour later on in the year and early next year with my show Glamour Hammer and I will be going all around Ireland and the UK. The dates on sale at the moment are Port Leash, Dundalk, Limerick, which is sold out, Galway, Belfast, Clonagilty, Waterford, Wexford, Sligo, Cork, uh, I'll be at the Everyman in January. Uh, my Liberty Hall shows are sold out, but we've just put on at Vicker Street, which is very much not sold out. So, <laughs> not just yet. So come along, we'd love to see you there. How do I get tickets, Gary? You can get tickets, Neve, by asking me. I know. <laughs> but all of those other people, they can buy them on GaroFarley.com. Uh, we have a follow-up, Neve. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it says, Dear Neven Garage, I heard on a recent episode that you were looking for follow-ups. Well, Ooh. I have one for you. I sent a letter about my partner and his two kids who were ver- being very badly behaved. I remember that one. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I do remember that. I can't remember what we said. Oh, I, I know it was fantastic. I have though. no doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> Thanks for your advice as it really did help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> fantastic. Which bit? Was uh, it my? It was my advice, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd say so. I think... <laughs> <laughs> were you I, setting fire to something? <laughs> no, I, I I think you were telling her to. I think your take was to sit them all down and have a conversation, and also get the husband on board. And I think mine was slap them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a conversation with my partner and told him to grow up and to get his two brats in line, or he knew where the door that was. Sounds more like Actually, you. It sounds more like <laughs> that was me. Uh, I also brought both of the kids out for dinner with him, and we had a very civilized conversation about rules and boundaries. So that's my bit. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that fucking turn up <laughs> This letter has a lot of corners It turns out that fucking turn up he married Had been poisoning them against me Absolute bitch mm. The thing I could tell them about The things I could tell them about her But I won't <laughs> Anyway Things are rosy in the garden for now <laughs> I'll keep you posted Thanks Belle. Belle, we love you. Thank we you do so love you, Belle. much. And, uh, interestingly, I, I couldn't marry this up because I think we've two Bells that write to us. Oh, right. Okay. Just uh, the two? Yeah, because <laughs> we, we, the other bell that wrote in, I think that was talking about Is working this... on a sex line. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to, I was trying to, these are, there's two different bells. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Welcome, Bell, too. Okay. I, I remember that problem really well, actually. That's a, that, yeah, that's that a very a really good resolution. Good yeah, because I think what happened was her, she had she was going out with someone that had been married before yeah. and he had two kids that were basically ruining her weekend and it was her flat I think yeah it was it? it was her house and then I think what happened was she was going out to try and avoid it and, and it was all getting a bit much I think and he was like being a bit oh what's wrong yeah with you? yeah because he you was know, trying to so be super fair play dash. like I'm no, well done Belle see I think I think I think she was playing it right from the start yeah, going out and <laughs> <laughs> leave them to it <laughs> Yes. We are stopping to tell these people that we are supportable on Headstuff Plus. Are we? Yes. So we're on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Of course we are. That's where our show uh, is recorded and that's where our show is, is hosted. Hosted, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, if you would like to support us, you can subscribe to Headstuff Plus and that money goes to us. And yes. in return, 
you will get bonus content from us. There's bonus content from us up there. Yeah. You'll also get the bonus content from all of the other shows. Oh, yeah. And what we're doing is, at the moment, we're putting together a little package. Oh, we're so excited. We've been talking about this. We talked about it over our lunch. I know. Uh, a little two-tier package for supporting the show and mm-hmm. about the things you will get. Okay, so? Yeah, that's very exciting. And we'll, yeah. we'll have news about it soon. You can subscribe on headstuffpodcasts.com and we will be your best friends. Oh, forever. And if you would like to visit the podcast studios where we record our show. The podcast studios are taking part in Culture Night this year. That's on the right. The 23rd, on Friday the 23rd. Of September. You'll be able to come and you can book to record a podcast. Oh yeah, but you need to get in soon because I think there's, they're quite busy. So. Yes, and there's going to be podcasters here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anyone special going to be here at well, some point, Neva? let me Neva? think, let me think, let me think. I may be in... Neva in, may be dropping in. In the later end of the day. I'm actually hoping to get in for the last couple of hours. And if you want to hear more about what's going on at the podcast studios on Culture Night, we'll have a little listen to this. The podcast studios are opening their doors to everyone this Culture Night. Come see the place where your favourite Headstuff Podcast Network shows are made. Get behind-the-scenes access, learn about production, and record your very own five-minute podcast. This is an opportunity not to be missed. Join us Friday the 23rd of September. Register on eventbrite.ie or see the Culture Night website for more details. We look forward to seeing you there. Go on. Okay, so this is from Eric. Bob. And Eric is from New York, which is very exciting. Oh, excuse me. How? You're worth 10 of our listeners. (laughs) We've got American listeners. I know. That's where the money is. Crossover. And and I love the fact that he's listened to us and not Oprah or Megan. Well, maybe he's doing both. So many options. I know. How did you land here? Okay, I'm getting married just before Christmas to a lovely man. He is the man of my dreams, and we are very happy. And my family are mostly happy for us. I have a brother who is quite problematic. He lives with an awful girlfriend who is a troublemaker and hates my parents. Me and my brother have never really got on and it seems to have been made worse since I came out five years ago. Um, I've always wanted to be closer to him, but he has always been quite dismissive. I've always just tried to ignore him and got on with my life. I always assumed we would be friends at some point, but that has never happened. We see each other occasionally in my parents' house and he either ignores me or he is rude. It always takes me a few days to get over it. Yeah, that's sad. My partner doesn't like him. My Sorry, my partner doesn't like my brother one bit. I'm on your partner's side. I know. Come on. Recently, we were talking about the wedding with my parents in their kitchen and he was rude and walked out. When my boyfriend and I were doing up our invite list, I put my brother down on the table plan and I was shocked because he said he was surprised I was inviting my brother. I said, of course I was. And we had an argument which ended up in my partner saying he didn't want my brother at the wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. I told my mother about this and she was shocked and said I had to invite everyone. My brother and the drunk trash he had chosen <laughs> to spend his life with included. <laughs> Another what? letter that built to a crescendo. OK, what should I do? I feel you're going to have a very strong take on this. Uh, I'm a listener from NYC State. I love the show and thank you for all you do. Well, Eric, Garode will no doubt have a very good response. See, I don't know, I'm very divided on this. I know. I I'm know. very divided. I feel the like, same. Because yeah. on one hand, I feel that <laughs> you can have a fractious relationship with a sibling for your whole life. Yeah. 
But you're really putting a stake in the ground when you don't invite them to your wedding. Yeah, definitely. And on the other side, why should you invite that prick to his yeah. wedding? <laughs> yeah. Like, your brother seems like he's an absolute tool. Yeah, like, I don't, I and don't see what is to be gained. It's not a recent thing either by the looks of it. Because at first I thought, is it a problem with him that he came out? But he said it, it was made worse. So yeah. this this is running years. Yeah, it's yeah. long running. Well, the only thing I could think of for this, right, was I think you could say to your brother, you could just call him and just say, do you want to come to my wedding? Because I think that what, I think that could shake him up a bit, right? Because if you say, do you want to come to my wedding? He's immediately going to think, oh, I'm not automatically being invited. Mm -hmm. So that might kind of shock him and think, okay, maybe I need to think about this here. Like, do I want to be in a situation where I don't go to my brother's wedding? Do you honestly think that that brother cares about that? Well, I don't think he cares about the wedding, but I think he might care about what other people think. Yeah. You see, what if you don't invite him, and this is always the problem at weddings, right? If your parents think you should invite somebody, yeah. if you don't invite them, you're the demon. Yeah, yeah. And in that situation, it's going to be very easy for you to be the problem here. Yeah. Like, Eric is going to be the problem. Because, like, you didn't invite your brother and now things have got worse. And if yeah. you invited him, maybe it wouldn't have got worse. Yeah. But if you say to your brother, do you want to come to my wedding? And if your brother says yes, then you have to say, well, then you need to change your tune, pal. Yeah. Because the way you're behaving is completely unacceptable. Yeah. And you have to meet my partner and be nice to him. And if he says no, that's your answer. Yeah. Actually, in a weird way, that's exactly what I would be saying. You extend the invite brilliantly suggested by Garode on the phone. Originally, I was just saying, you invite him, chances are he's not going to want to come. You know, but, yeah, uh, but maybe, yeah. either way, there's a conversation. But you see your mum and dad, your, you know, your, your parents, your mum, sorry, is all you mentioned. You care about her. She cares about you. She cares about her other son, regardless of whether you get on or not. I know, speaking from experience, you want your kids to be getting on. In this circumstance, I don't think it's going to happen, but you need to put it in his court. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I think as well, but you need to you need to deal with this beyond the wedding. Uh, but also, what's getting lost here as well is like the argument that you had with your partner. Your partner is more than entitled to say, I don't want him at our wedding. Yeah. Because what's happening here is, doesn't he say, it, it always takes me a few days to get over it when he ignores you or Yeah, or so your partner's very so your par He's bearing the of this. Yeah, and also, the other thing is, he's also aware that maybe on the happiest day of your life, somebody potentially could actually ruin that. Yeah, if he's just rude to you and it takes you a few days to get over it. Like, he could just say something mean on the day and yeah. that'll upset you for the whole day. And it, it that's just not what should happen. No, it shouldn't happen. This is your day. And it's Yeah, and as well as that, it's not just Eric's day. It's no. also his partner's yes, day. Yes, no, exactly like, right. It, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. But I think there's a lot said in that where it takes a few days for you to get over. So you haven't even resolved how you feel about that in general. Yeah. In how and how he treats it in general. So you need to deal with that actually sooner rather than later in that regard. Yeah. And you can do it out of the context of the wedding or in it. It doesn't really matter. The point is you have to deal with what how you feel about it. And if it means that you have to kind of go to him and say, this upsets me. Is this what you want? I think I think a really frank conversation with your brother is really called for. If he doesn't want to engage in it, well, then that's your answer. That's your, yeah, answer, to that is your answer to everything. And yeah. the problem is you have to decide how you're going to feel about that too. And the thing about it is, sometimes, sometimes what can happen with this situation is if somebody thinks that the door is always open, mm -hmm. 
they'll just keep behaving badly yeah, the same yeah. way. Your brother behaves really badly because yeah. he can, he knows he'll have the opportunity to do it again and there'll be no consequence to anything. I think you tell people how to to treat you all the time. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you deserve this treatment. What is happening, Eric, is that you're allowing it. Yeah. And I think it's important that you face that head on. But you have to be very steady when you do. It's not through anger you should be doing that. You should be just honest about how you feel. No, I completely And you with need that. to do it. Oh, no, really? I think get angry. Get oh, angry. really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wreck Go on then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you can take comfort in, Eric, though? Right. Eric is by far the favourite child. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And I know that people say that, that nobody has a favourite child and that, you know, a mother's love is, you know, it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that for a second. Okay, are you the favourite in your house? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know that it exists. I always think, like, to parents who say they don't have a favourite child, I always think, do you have a favourite ring on the hob? Oh my God. You absolutely do. You do. You just don't think you do. It's front right. No, it isn't. Not what? For me. What's your favourite ring on the hob? Uh, front left, actually. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Uh, right. No, that depends. Hold water depends at all. on depends <laughs> on the hob that you have. To be fair, <laughs> depends where your oven is in your room. Listen, why are we here? Eric doesn't need to know about the but, oven. Like I think that I think that Eric's family, I think, is all operating in this environment mm. that is dictated to by the mood of one child. One child who yeah. doesn't care how he makes people feel. No, uh, and everyone just puts up with it over and over again. The other thing you need to have a com- person you need to have a conversation is your mum. Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you why, Eric. Right. The thing is, mammies, we we want our children to be all happy and lovely together, but we have to be honest about they don't always go that way. And you need to be going to her saying, "This is what I've done, but this is how I feel about it." And would you really? And ask her the question: Would you really be happy? Would you rather have him at the wedding? And for me to be unhappy. I would say the question you ask her is if the, if him and that trash that he's gone out with <laughs> is coming to my wedding, they're sitting with you. Yeah. Are you comfortable <laughs> sitting with them for the day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because because that's what you're that's that, what you're being asked. No, they're they're really serious questions, you know, that's it. Yeah, both totally. of them, both yeah. them are serious. And, and, and if she insists on him going, that's the way to do it. Yeah. No top table for mommy and daddy. No, no. They have to sit with them and they have to put up with them. Yeah. And they have to also keep them in line. Yeah, no, no, it is true. I, I you know what, actually, it, it is such an important important thing and remember who your new core family is going to be it's going to be you and your partner yeah you know and so uh, seriously have that conversation soon Eric and we want to know about how it goes yeah we want to know about it like I, like I really really think though the most important bit is that you don't end up the demon here no because you're not the problem no you're not like your brother's the problem but and I think with your mother insisting that he's there you're kind of being made to be the pinch point. Yeah. Like like Eric has been made to be the friction. Yeah. So I would say put that on the brother. Yeah. You just you know, put it in his court. Do you want to come? Yeah. And if he says no, boom, that's the end of it. And Sorted. it's absolutely over. And when that happens, you have to make it really clear to your mother. I have asked him and he has said no. So what you don't want is a situation of her cajoling, yeah. bribing <laughs> the brother to change his decision. And we're the fine with made, that. The decision's final. We're fine with that. Yeah. And so should you. Neve. I think we did very well. I think we did well. Eric, what are our chances of getting an invite? Oh, yeah. New York. Yeah, it'd be lovely, wouldn't I it? Love a New wedding York. in New York State. New York in spring. Is New York State, isn't that um, on a garden? 
She's New York State, I isn't love she? That. Yeah. God, the Hamptons. She, in my head, I live a life like that, but that's I not know. actually true. It's been wonderful to chat to you. Oh, I know. It's such a and it's such a sad week. Oh yeah, yeah. Are, <laughs> yeah, are you going sad. to the funeral? <laughs> no, I don't know if I'd be bothered. Will you watch? Like, I'll, like if I was at home, I'd watch a royal wedding. I'm not sure I'd be bothered with a royal funeral. Yeah. I just think there's something really. I always feel that about funerals. Yeah. That I always feel there's something a bit grim about watching people grieve. At least with a wedding, you're there for the hats. You know the style. <laughs> So-and-so looks well. Here comes Eugenie with a satellite on her head. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But with a funeral, it's yeah. all just... And, and, and Camillus, not yeah. into a hanky. Like, nobody needs it. No, that's true. Listen, I think we've helped this week. Yeah. Uh, Eric, we'd love a follow-up. Yes, if you we would. If uh, you want to get in touch, agonyrants.gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear about your problems. We'd love to hear about your lives. Any stories, anything at all. Yeah, and if get there's, in touch. We're always here. For if there's, touch, so. Yeah, if there's any topic you'd like to hear us talk about, you know, and stuff like that, we'd be definitely up for any that. Any world events or, yeah. you know, world issues you'd like us to clear up. Because <laughs> we're good at that. Things that just need to be wrapped up <laughs> once and for all. World hunger, the environment, enough Sorted. is enough. Sorted in an hour. <laughs> Chat to you soon. See you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Heard my little sis is buying a car. You'll need my secret guide. Gross, no way. I already used Capital One Auto Navigator. I bet your credit score... Wasn't impacted at all, so ha! I got my real rate and monthly payment, had an amazing test drive at the dealership, and made the purchase. Taking the easy way out. That's so you. Still not getting it. That's so you. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator.